Hello and welcome to the Growing Green Podcast. Your host, Jeremiah Jennings, is the owner of Growing Green Landscapes in Birmingham, Alabama, and has a passion for growing the entrepreneurship community for those who are young in business. Being a business owner isn't easy, especially in the early years, and that's why in this show we dive into a wide range of topics covering all the challenges small business owners deal with. Even if your company is generating a million dollars or more, the stories from our great guest and Jeremiah's own firsthand experiences will propel your business forward. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode today here on the Growing Green Podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings. Could not be more excited to be coming to you today with another fresh new episode for you, and it's going to be another amazing guest interview. We are Honored to have on Christian Slagle. This is another interview I've been waiting uh, probably 14 months for, uh, but but I've been giving Christian a long time, uh, hard time since. I think it was literally probably like GAE last year, uh, not yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah, so like that. 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally. Uh-huh. But uh, it's it's crazy, man. Life is crazy. I know your schedule's crazy. Uh, just business is booming, and it's uh, it's awesome to see what you got going on. And I'm just happy we got you on here today and spend a few minutes uh, trying to give back to to all the listeners out there and. And helping somebody else out there grow their business like you have. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, Christian, and, and kind of if anybody doesn't know about you, how you got started into uh, into your business now. Yeah, thanks for having me on the podcast, Jeremiah. I appreciate it. Um, so a little bit backstory on us for my business. So currently, uh, my name is Christian. I'm 20 years old. I, uh, I'm in Illinois, just outside of Chicago in the suburbs. Um, and I'm a full-time college student as well as I have my business, CNI Services. So we provide full-service landscape uh, maintenance, installation, and snow removal services, both commercial and residential. Uh, in our business, the only thing we really don't do is is hardscape installation, basically do everything else, um, and that's just where we are. So I started cutting grass back in fifth grade. Uh, that was... N- nine years ago um so this coming year will be our will be my 10th season landscaping and doing maintenance so it's been a while and basically throughout um you know i started in fifth grade cutting grass just for a couple people throughout middle school i started adding additional services like you know mulching hedge trimming just small stuff bought my first uh stand on mower um when i was in i think seventh grade maybe eighth, I think it was seventh grade. Um, and then throughout, you know, in, uh, what was it? It was probably eighth grade. I bought my first multi-force, you know, Toro mower. And that allowed me to uh, plow snow because I never, keep in mind, I never had my driver's license for the first half of my business. Yeah, I, did not, I could not drive. Um, so, you know, we, we uh, you know, th- until I was well, late, like late freshman year of high school, I couldn't drive. So I would, ride my mowers around so i would first of all you know push the push mower around with the honda i had and then after a couple of years i was able to upgrade to stand on more and then I would ride it around have a you know trailer did you ever ride like it to school i one time i actually did i did once i did once i actually took a steiner to school once that's what it was that's fun um our tractor i took the steiner to school made in high school made many appearances with my, with my full truck and trailer on the street taking up three parking spots or more mm-hmm. i'm sure people hate me for that um so yeah so that's kind of that's the story is it started when i was in fifth grade just cutting grass and just a small thing and i think i grew from like 
three lawns my first year to seven second year 20 or third year you know kind of exponential after that mm-hmm. um until when i got my license i got a truck and a um, 350 with a dumper and i was able to do more landscaping um because we were able to haul our own materials now when i was before i w- was able to drive and had a truck i had when i was a freshman in high school i spent like every single lunch period on the phone with like the mulch supplier scheduling deliveries for mulch like for the weekend or you know through like after school on a friday or something so I, and I, and i spent every passing period responding to clients whatever it was i was always working on the business while i was in school between classes um taking advantage of that so then after school i could i could work you know with whatever materials i needed because i didn't have my license or a truck yet yeah um yeah so then you know in high school i started when I got the truck, we, we grew, we had, a, you know, some part-time guys and um, started to work with just friends, friends from, you know, church, youth group, from school. Um, and then from there on, you know, in uh, 2023, um, no, sorry, in 2020, during the pandemic, um, we basically got out of school in March, in, in like mid-March, and we just had online school. So I had a bunch of my college guys college age workers come back who who are not in school anymore. So we had this like seven or eight guys, massive to me at the time workforce. And then I bought a a 450 truck with a a big dump dumper on it. And my business grew so much in 2020, um, especially. And that's how a lot of the other young guys, I think on Instagram and YouTube that you see did like really take off their business was then um, during that time. But especially beginning in 2019, going to 2020, our business grew a lot and that was a huge learning experience for me. Um, after that, uh, we've, you know, continue, we continue to grow our business each year, um, pretty good rate. And most recently this year was a really big year of growth for us, um, both with our service offering and with our equipment and our crew. Um, we, this year I added a dingo, uh, a skid steer, and then a 550 with the switch and go on there um and a leaf loader two new trailers like it's been a really big year of growth for us and um really thankful because we've had a really great crew all along so and then this year most exciting for me was that or this past year that uh we started doing a lot more commercial snow removal so especially over the last three years three uh in 2020 was when i first picked up um the 2020 2021 winter i first picked up like my first commercial parking lot and it was tiny, but I got a plow on my truck and uh, I was able to go from there. Last year I picked up another, I put a plow on my other truck and then I was able to get four or five more lots all while maintaining about, we did 80 or hundred driveways last year, each snow. And then this year uh, I scaled back a little bit on driveways. We only have about 60 or 70 now, but we have about 15 parking lots and we do a lot of zero tolerance snow removal. So up here, it's, there's a big, you know, it's a, it's a good snow removal market where there's a lot of businesses that always want to be open and always want to be safe. And that's how we, that's what the type of clients that I want so that we can keep our guys busy throughout the winter. Cause it's not like we can do mulch and pine straw and sod in the winter when the ground's frozen. Um, there's nothing to do really for yeah. us. So, do y'all do pine yeah. straw? 
No, uh, no, we remove no, that stuff and get paid. I'm, that's I'm trying, what I've I don't know your heard. audience may like do that stuff. So. Yeah. No, no, no. Everybody makes fun of me for it. There's you most get people. Paid to remove that. Yeah, that's what everybody says. Every time I see Brian, he's like, hey, I get paid to remove that stuff. Uh, yeah, we, yep. we get paid a lot of money to put it down. So personally, I think it's pretty ugly too. I don't know. It's, it's just so weird. <laughs> I don't know. It's so weird. Yeah, there's uh, you have to you have to adapt to it for sure. You got to be around it a lot, and and it, when it's done right, it looks all right. But uh, mulches mulches looks a lot better for sure. But uh, anyway, well, that is a really cool story. There's a lot we can unpack there. I think I want to go back to back in high school, so we don't have to linger on this all day long, but. You had the typical dream like startup story of you push the you push the mower around the neighborhood, then you start pulling the trailer, and like you hear that a lot. But the way that you are different is you went from that to running a full time business with guys working in the field without you while you were still in school, which is not yep. what most people do. Most people push the mower and ride the mower, but then they do it after school every day. They don't run a business while they're in school. And so, like, that's how you're different. That's how you uh, kind of have built your business to where you are today. What would, what did that look like to you? You said you were always in between breaks. You were calling clients and, and dealing with suppliers and things like that. But how did that mature you also, like, having guys older than you out in the field working while you were in school? Like, what did that look like for you and just your, your personal life and, and, and business as well? I mean, that's just something I've never heard of before. Yeah. So, uh, as I mentioned with freshman year, you know, I was always on the support, the suppliers during lunch because I didn't have a truck and that I was more, uh, solo that year. Well, I was on weekends and with, with, you know, friends. Then by sophomore year, I had guys part-time working for me through when, during the day when I was at in high school. Yeah. And that was huge learning opportunity and it, it went fine. We were just doing mainly maintenance and stuff during those times. Um, and over the year, over the last couple of years, we've gone more to the installation and I would say property maintenance and smaller soft, you know, softscaping jobs mm-hmm. than just mowing um, because there's a pretty good market around here for a lot of that type of, of work. Um, and it's just been so natural for me over the years because there's never been like a huge step up, I guess, there obviously there's there's been a lot of growth but it's been over a, quite a long period of time where it's just been natural to me of finding my way to the next step mm-hmm. you know th- because of circumstances so yeah. for example i couldn't drive so my route density was an, amazing because i drove my mower so i couldn't take on stuff that was far and to this day we still have very good route density for all of our snow and mowing clients and landscaping jobs so it's just been natural over the years because I was doing as much as I could with the circumstance, uh, whether it was because I couldn't drive or because I was in school. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's just, it's just been kind of natural growth. Um, and, and yeah, so that's, yeah. I, 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 throughout, throughout school, I've been, I was very cognizant of kind of recruiting, um, other people who are my age or older um, to work. And I was able to get a lot of the college guys and other guys who are like in trades. Uh, like we've had some, some guys who are like firefighters work for us over the years because they have like uh, 24 hour shifts and they have two days off a lot of times. So yeah. just 
I've been just kind of pulling, pulling from everywhere I can throughout the years and just piecing together crews, um, you know, during those years of high school, especially. Did you ever get any pushback for being young, like for being a, a younger boss, like younger than your guys that worked for you? Like, I mean, I know a lot of you guys were in a lot of your people that worked with you were like in school and, and around the same age, but did you ever have anybody that was significantly older that would, that didn't really respect you or anything like that? Cause you were so young. I've definitely had, um, I've never, I've had some, some instances, I guess, where honestly, I've had some instances where people meet me in person and say I'm really young, Mm -hmm. but then, you know, the rest, the rest of the interaction after me meeting them, let's say is a very professional quotes and great communication and the rest of it's seamless. So then it's just like I'm any other contractor or especially when I was younger. Um, once I went from that point where I was known I still am known as being a young guy in the community who does landscaping. But when I went from that kid who cuts lawns to a, to a, you know, a landscape professional, I would say is that I was, I just made it such a seamless experience where the clients never had that issue. And especially when we were in such growth over the pandemic time, I wasn't doing in-person like meetings with clients. I was, unless it was like an installation job for maintenance, I would just go walk the property and then send them a quote, and I didn't have an interaction with them in person. So yeah, they didn't know how old you were, right? So you know, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't meet a lot of my clients. Hundred um, percent. I don't less than half, probably. Um, really? So, wow, that it? Yeah, we meet more than that. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, less. I would say less than or around half. It just kind of depends on the service. Um, yeah. Obviously, your, your maintenance clients, you probably know a lot better than for us. Like our snow clients, we can get calls. Yeah, that meet, is true. Yeah, and. Uh, you're there in the middle of the night too yeah Yeah. so (laughs) probably was a probably a problem if they're up at middle of night or we're talking so um yeah that's you know yes but we i think i've done a good job of presenting myself in a way that's professional and makes me look like the next great professional business what do you think there was was there anything specific for you that made your business grow in 2020 other than just people being home COVID, like how every other business grew, was there something that like flipped a switch for you? Was it you graduating? What, what was it that, what do you think maybe uh, propelled your growth? So I've always been very involved in the community and I've always, because people used to see me walking around with a mower and riding around with a mower and, you know, my maroon truck is hard to miss. Uh, I've always been known as the guy in the community who does you know, landscaping or people always see me. So then when somebody, let's say, you know, somebody talks to them in a conversation, they're like, oh yeah, I've seen that guy all my life. I just never talked to him. So I've just, because I was forced to be, have such a dense route, I've always been very like well, well seen in the community and people think of me, I mean, I'm in the chamber of commerce. Mm. Um, I'm, you know, well connected, you know, i you know, through church, through, um, other kids in my school and throughout, throughout high school. And even still, I've always made a point of actually like strategically posting on my Snapchat. So it's a per like, I have a personal Snapchat, like any other high schooler does or college guy does. Right. But throughout my time, I would always post a little bit of work here and there just so I can always keep in the back of the, my like friends or everybody who's following me on Snapchat's heads that, that remember that I do landscaping and snow mm-hmm. and you know, so I've had probably 30 or 40 people in my life reach out to me from just like, because I knew I do, they do a new, you know, they knew I did do service. Yeah. Yeah. And I probably had 10 people plus reach work for me just because they knew that I did landscaping. 
So it's been like a strategic way of me putting, just kind of keeping, putting something in the back of everybody's heads. When they think of Lance, even they think of me. I hear you. That is a uh, cool, it's a cool system that you got going there. Snapchat's something that's pretty, I've never really heard of it being done like that, but I think it's cool. Like you just, it's kind of a soft, just like here, we're just posted every once in a while. Then they remember. Exactly. Yeah. And I've been doing it for almost half my life that it's just been like, People know it at this point, you know, I'm going on, this is going into year 10 in 2023 of me doing, of me doing service. And it's just, once you're around for that long, not that I, not that I'm, I was anything special when I was young, but I was young. So my name became really well traveled around, um, and still is around like, uh, Facebook group chats with like mm-hmm. all the mom, moms in the community yeah, and yeah. then like on next door, and stuff like that, I'm all over that stuff. So, well, tell me uh, about what do you? How important is it to you the community involvement? So, you have extremely tight routes. You're in a very small area uh, that you do all your work in, and you do a lot of work. Like you're not you're not gener you're not generating five fifty thousand dollar projects. You're generating a bunch of smaller local not yeah, like not a lot 000. of under ten thousand dollar projects. Yeah, yeah, you're doing a lot of those, and so. What do you, what is the importance of community involvement for you? Because you're not in like six different communities. You're in one area, and and what does that look like as far as I know? You said you mentioned being in the cha- in the chamber of commerce there, but what else do you do? Do you involve with the school systems? Like, what does that look like for you and getting your, the business name out there and being involved in the community? So throughout the last, especially over the last since 2019, which was one one of my first really big years of business growth. Um, I was I've been involved with multiple uh, local initiatives, like, for example, with um, like a food food bank. Uh, we donate one year. We donated like 10 percent of our revenue of aeration to the food bank. Mm. Um, and then we've uh, also done other sponsorships like with uh, mission trips um, and other like efforts, I guess, in the community. Yeah. Um, and also like on, on the back of my business card, I have all of the like community involvement that I, that I have in, in my community and, you know, stuff I've personally done as well. Like when I, if I've been on a committee or I've been as part of something uh, like in high school, there was like a, a youth uh, like involvement group at the food bank, stuff like that. So um, it's, it's been a lot of that. And then just being in the community, going to whatever, you know, going to the Christmas walk, going to other stuff like that, not like giving back per se, but being just part of the up. community. Yeah. yeah. Showing up and making, and making your, like being seen, you know, mm-hmm. there's a friend of mine who's had a, a very, very successful landscaping business. And one, you know, twice a year I'll go into Starbucks with him and get coffee. And every time he sees two or three people there mm-hmm. and at no one, Hey, Hey, Hey George, how's the business? Yeah. Hey, I need, I need, uh, you know, my, my office building needs maintenance, whatever. So it's just being well-traveled in the community and being present. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Do you think that's, I mean, do you think that's helped you a lot? Like not only are you doing that, I mean, are you doing that for Nolan Void or do you think that actually has made a difference for you? Definitely. I, I mean, I, I don't like, I, I, I'm like, we're, this is, we are in basically two towns that are small, yeah. less than, you know, there's like ten and fifteen thousand people in each town. It's small. Wow. And and 
we have nice property. I mean, this is all where this is basically where we are. Like mm -hmm. you see, you if you see us every day, if you're out, you're going to see us somewhere. Yeah. You're really going to see us. So it's just, that's just how it's been. Yeah. yeah. Like we don't travel more than, unless it's like a larger project, we'll definitely go, you know, over five miles, but our landscaping, our, our maintenance routes, like within three, three miles from that's one. That's insane. End that is insane. Um, yeah. We're fortunate to have really nice properties around here, though. Um, yeah, and and people who are willing to invest in their landscape, but um, but yeah, it's I was kind of forced to have good route density when I was younger, and just carried it on after. And you know, people I'll have other got like companies like approach me like, hey, why why aren't you going out here? Like, I'll I'll send you leads. Mm -hmm. I'm like, there's plenty of work here to be yeah, done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no need no need to leave. I tell you, you've done so much growth in the past two years. What does that look like as far as reinvesting in your business? Uh, you're you're a single dude. You're in school, or uh, you're you're growing up. And I mean, we're not that far apart. I'm I'm 23, so we're we're still pretty close. I just turned 23. Really, we're two years apart. Wow. Yeah. And it's uh it's cool to see somebody my age doing something so big or, or look younger than me literally younger than me doing something so big what does it look like in reinvesting for you uh how have you do you think your equipment purchases have been i have been like key to your growth what i mean i know you mentioned you got your multi-force and you've added a lot on this year to the switch and go system things like that but how important has reinvesting been and how have you done it as well has there been a strategy of no debt versus leveraging debt or, or what does that look like for for uh cni services Well, guys, thanks for tuning into the show today, and I'm so excited to be bringing to you a new live event in our industry. It's called Synced Live. It's the second annual event, and it's going to be on February the 6th and the 7th of 2023 at the Cobb Galleria in Atlanta, Georgia. Some of the leaders that are going to be speaking in at this event from our industry are Jim McCutcheon, Deborah Cole, Mike Haynes, Jay Worth, Joe Langton, and many more. There's literally probably 10 more on this list that I'm not even reading, so there's going to be a ton of value packed from speakers there. There's also going to be education topics going on in and around the booth at the event. They're going to be talking about recruiting and retaining employees, innovation, automation, and the ROI of automation. There's going to be tons of stuff on that. There's also going to be 70 plus vendors. Now, you don't want to go to the trade show and not see vendors. So, like we said, 70 plus vendors. There's going to be vendors pertaining to porcelain paving, natural stone paving, walling systems, smart measurement, robotic mowers, tech, software, everything in between. It's going to be full of, full of value and full of great vendors and exhibits that we get to go look at and try things out for our business and see how we can make our businesses better in the future. So, like I said, it's our second annual event, Synced Live. February 6th and 7th in Atlanta, Georgia. The 6th is a half a day of the show. The full day is on the 7th on Tuesday. I can't wait to be a part of this. I can't wait to show up and be there and network, hang out with all of you guys. This is my first year going. If you've never gone, if you didn't go last year, make it out this year, Atlanta, Georgia. It's well worth your ticket price just for the education alone, not even to mention all the vendors and things you're going to get to see and the networking you're going to get to do. So come out and see us in Atlanta on February the 6th and the 7th at Sync Live. Cobb Galleria. We can't wait to see you there. Now let's get back to the show. Oh, definitely. So um, the equipment has allowed me to grow so much because um, over, you know, whether it's the first truck, the second truck, like everything that we have is all the equipment I have is extremely purpose oriented. And you'll notice like our trucks, my, my two, my 450, my 550 truck, 
are very long. They're mm -hmm. very big trucks. And I always get comments on Instagram. You can't plow with that truck. That thing is way too long. What do you need that big of a truck for? And all of all, like the trucks are built to what we need specific to us. So our 350 is nimble. It has a dumper in it. It's great. It's small, but it gets us to the nimble areas. Our other trucks are capable of holding six people and 12 plus yards of material in each truck. You know, our, the equipment I've reinvested like everything, like, ev like really, I have very low personal life expenses mm -hmm. because I'm living at home and I have a scholarship for college and I work. That's all I do. Well, so, and you're being smart with your money. I mean, that you, you're you're just smart. You you don't have to. That's the thing. Is like you don't have to live at home. You don't have to have a scholarship. Like you, you're just choosing to live to do the right thing and, and save your money and reinvest in your company. I mean, that has it been hard to do? Has it been hard to not go buy something nice? Because I mean, you're seeing profits come in. Like you're growing a business. Uh, when you see those come in, is it hard to like, man, should I reinvest or should I go buy this or what does that what does that look like? Uh, not really because. Obviously, it's always hard to not spend money, but for me, it's not that difficult because I see, I see the like the vision and even like, like I want that next like I've wanted a skid steer for years. It's always yeah. been a goal of mine. And this year, I got a skid steer and a dingo and a new truck, and it's just like that type of stuff is so motivating. It's the it's like the growth that's so like entrepreneurs are obsessive about is growth, mm -hmm. and I just. Uh, it just i love i love the industry i love growth and i love um growing our business and reinvesting has been so key to our operation i mean we think about we've been renting roll-off dumpsters for side jobs the last couple of years i've been renting skid steers i've been renting dingoes it's all money that's going out the window to somebody else's dream at the rental shop compared mm -hmm. to me if i when i when i was able to buy the equipment it's going straight to our bottom line. I'm adding assets to the business. The business value is growing and we always have it on hand. So reinvesting has been extremely key for us. And it's been why we've been able to grow and do and continue our service offering. Growing our service offering is because of that. Do you mind me asking, have you done it? Have you leveraged that to help you grow or have you built a cash business? Yes. Yeah, so um, with our, with the, for my first like mo my first two mowers I used that for I used that for those when I was younger I they, uh, I was able to get some good financing zero uh, percent because I was like what, fourteen so I was able to get something my my parents helped me out with yeah, setting yeah. that up I still made the payments obviously but um because I was so young I had to go through like my my like my parents to have that account mm -hmm. um and then other than that I've been able to cash flow a lot of the um, trucks and. Wow. Awesome. uh the yeah yeah i have i have um i have used that i think that's extremely uh good debt is very helpful i think mm -hmm. it's i think it if you're not you, i think if you're not using good debt then you're then you're can be missing out on something because it allows you go to, to take your your equipment and efficiency to the next level with using somebody else's money and then yeah. you can grow faster to get to that point so i'm a big proponent of that i think it's very very helpful um yeah. 
Yeah. No, that's good. That's uh, It's interesting. Everybody, it's a heated topic. A lot of people uh, will say yes and no. A lot of people build businesses debt-free. Uh, I'm a I'm a big proponent of, hey, if you use it the right way, if you use it for something that's going to generate you revenue, then I, I don't really see an issue with it. But it's uh, it's interesting to see how everybody operates. You say y'all don't do any hardscapes. Is that something you think you'll work into your business ever, or do you just you don't really have an interest in getting into it? Possibly eventually. I've been saying for years that I've been interested in getting into it eventually. We do hardscape maintenance, so like we'll do pressure washing, polymeric sand. We'll seal. We'll seal them. Um, you know, we'll we'll pull them up and reset them. But it's not like a passion of mine. Yeah. And there's, from what I've seen, is with hardscaping is I don't want to do something that's like half effort, right? Mm. You when you when you do hardscape, you gotta you gotta stand behind your work for what I don't know five or 10 years, yeah. whatever, however long you warranty your work, yeah. you have to, you have to make sure you know what you're doing and you have to have a lot of equipment that, and skilled guys who are just sitting on that job for mm. weeks on end or whatever. Yeah. And there's just a lot involved with it where I kind of enjoy like fast paced moving job to job. Okay. Sod job this day, next day we're planting, you know, 20 hour variety. The next day we're, you know, we got two days of mowing and, um, it's something I would l- like to get into eventually, definitely. And I've actually taken this separate. I've taken an aquascape course, so I, I'm, I can do aquascapes if I would like. Some that may be something I'd be interested in even getting to sooner um, than hardscape. But I, I'm still undecided on that. I guess. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. want to do something that's that's not, you know, f- that's not the best it can be because there's so many guys who are so great at doing that that I don't want to. You know, it's just. It's just not for me yet. Yeah, I guess. yeah, for sure. No, our our podcast with Andy Mulder uh, last week that dropped is it was talking about that exactly. He was saying like you need to either be all in or all out. Like you need to know totally. you need to know you love it if you're gonna if you're gonna do it. So, right. um, it's uh, it's where, where, our, where our niche has been has been like one to two to three one to three day projects mm, where that's good. we're doing you know planting or sod or like you know renovating yard um that type of project where it's like you can you can still have other projects in the week and you and you get paid quickly but you don't need a ton of equipment you don't have a ton of risk with you're spending a ton of money on you know okay so for a hardscaping job you're going to spend you know whatever 5 10 15 grand on pavers you got to get paid throughout the way you got to make sure that you keep your cash flow compared to you know, do a couple small landscaping projects and boom you get your 50 25, 50% deposit up front and you get the rest the next day, right? Yeah. It's it's in and out and it's really gratifying for us, you know, to see, let's say we're doing a side project, see a, a lawn that's terrible, bumpy and not well-maintained and past the point of, you know, being worth to improve it, be totally turned around by the end of the day and look like a ballpark. Yeah. So it's just really gratifying. And, and um, those types of clients for us have been really vocal. Um, proponents for us because we're it's word, word of mouth and i don't think i mentioned this yet but we are 100 word of mouth referral business i don't even have a website um really wow yeah i i do plan to get a website over this uh over this winter into the spring just because uh i would like to be able to i want to grow my snow removal and i want to have uh and i want to grow more install projects um but i we've been totally word of mouth yeah. for forever for, well, you know, and, and our Instagram is not our Instagram is not based towards um yeah, it's not based towards your customers, it's, yeah. 
Yeah, it's a you know contractor connect you know networking uh, platform really. Um, so we're all re- referrals. Well, you know you got to go to uh, Brandon Bull to get your new website with uh, Adam. About to put my about to put my deposit down for him. That's right. That's right. Um, well, uh, that's that's cool, man. It's cool hearing you the the way you built your business. I tell you what, I don't want to hold you too long. I know you got things you need to get doing, get going, and, and doing today. Let me ask you this though. Uh, what are some pieces of advice or just things that you've learned over the past couple of years that you would say to a younger Christian or a Christian that was a year ago? And uh, what are things you've learned in business that are just like for guys that are out there that are getting started or maybe, maybe not for the younger guy, just for guys who are inexperienced. And this is, that's why we, on the show, we talk young in business because it doesn't matter in age. It just matters in business. And so right. what, what are some things you would give uh, advice, give to some guys out there like that? So, our key to our our growth, which has been I, I'm, I've been happy with, is taking care of our guys and having a great crew. So our crew, we're not able to do anywhere near the volume of work without the guys who work with us mm-hmm. daily, whatever. If they're if they're working every day, if they're working a couple of days a week, whatever, we cannot do this amount of work or quality work without our crew. So I've made a huge emphasis on taking care of our crew, having great company culture and being more than just a job that you go into and then go home and dread going, going to tomorrow. Um, I've really invested in our guys with, you know, um, whether it's like we, every summer we do like a recreational thing at the end of the summer where I take all the guys to top golf and we cover the whole tab for, um, food and the whole night. And, um, that's once a year thing we do. That's just kind of like cool thing. Last year, I, that's, we've done that for three years. Um, last year I took, uh, like seven or eight guys to a Blackhawks game. Um, so like, I've been really investing in my guys, you know, obviously we do Christmas bonuses. That's just standard, but we like go above and beyond and try to make work not only fun, but something that you look forward to. And fortunately, a lot of my guys are around roughly my age. They're all older than me um, or not all, but most of them, but we make it more than just a job, you know, and, and something that's not only a job, but also like has growth opportunity for them because rising, rising tide raises all ships. And obviously there's, you know, it's nothing's just all for me. Yeah. Right. It's just not possible without our guys and they should be taken care of too. So that's one of the biggest things I've, I've emphasis been had, have had heavy emphasis on over the last couple of years um, as we've been growing and I just see the importance of it. And I want to take care of my guys because anybody can go get another buck down the road in another company, but I want to be, I want to be a, a difference maker and, have a real culture where it's it's positive and which will lead to continued growth of them bringing in others and yeah so that's that's one of the biggest things um for when once you get to that point if you if you are out there and having a younger business once you get to that point of having your crew i highly suggest that um and the other thing is is just knowing your numbers has been super important so back in 2020 i had a ton of work I had a bunch of guys who were back from college who were on, you know, working part-time, but we were working a lot. Um, but that year was so busy that, you know, I was sending out estimates left and right and I was doing well. We made, we made good money. Don't get me wrong, but that was the year where I really, um, at the end of the year, I learned, okay, well, yeah, we did a lot of revenue. We made good money too, but we could definitely do better. 
And I really started honing in in from then on of knowing my numbers, particularly last year when the world was ending in the, in whatever late winter in the spring, when the gas prices were up, diesel was six bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And materials are still high. Grass seed is doubled in cost. Like everything's more expensive. So I was forced to really hone in on my numbers and knowing my numbers then. And once you get, once you get to the point where you have crew, when you have, whatever we have four vehicles you know we got a lot of equipment for you know my size business you have a ton of insurance costs there's just a lot of you start to get into having a lot of overhead so you really got to take that into consideration and make sure that at the end of the day yeah your revenue could your gross could look good but what do you actually yeah you know, what do you what do you take home you at the end of the day what what crumbs are left after yeah yeah the cookie's gone so that's those are the biggest two things i guess um that I think are keys, really keys to having a, whatever you consider a successful business. Um, and yeah, so what does, uh, what does CNI look like in two, three, five years? What do you think? I'd like, um, I would like to continue to grow our crew and, uh, I would like to build a shop. That's a big goal of mine is to build a, a shop where we can have a lot of indoor storage. Yeah. Um, and then I would like to continue to grow our commercial snow removal operation, uh, we do a lot of houses and a lot of lots right now, but I want to continue to go to more commercial. Um, and then currently I haven't talked about too much, but I am a full-time college student. I'm taking, you know, 16 credits as a full load of college classes. So I'm in, you know, I'm going into my spring semester in a couple weeks um, of my second year. I'm a sophomore. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'll be, I still have, you know, two more years after this, after, uh, after this year. So um I once I graduate college, I would like to. I would like to. Uh, really, I would like to have a shop by then. That'd be really nice. But yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, just want to graduate college and uh, continue to grow our business throughout, which was always a goal of mine in high school. I I I'm currently in community college, but then uh, next year for the next two years, I'll I'll be probably an hour or two away from here at a university. Are you gonna have to go in person? Uh, yeah, so that's that's been my goal since high school was to set it up where by uh, end of this year, you know, uh, which is this you know summer, right? Uh, that my business can s- sustain itself at least throughout the week, um, and I don't have to be there. Uh, you know, I mean, I I don't plan on going very far, so I can come back on weekends or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to it sustain itself. You know, it could run itself without me. Uh, you know, for the for the for the operation side, obviously. Um, I, I plan to continue to do estimates and all that type of stuff, but, um, the operations I would like to run, to continue to run itself, um, when I'm not there, because I mean, I can work all my life. I'm only 20 years old. So I do yeah. want to uh, get college done. School has always been a priority for me. Uh, I do have, you know, I, I, it's, it's really, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's not at the same time because in high school, I was used to being at school all day from eight to three as in college, I'm only in you know, three hours of class, three days a week or whatever. So it's a lot less time commitment than what I was used to. So it's like, it's for me, it's easier than high school to to balance. And 
I don't see like the big deal about it really. And I, I was able to get a pretty good scholarship. So I won't have any college debt or anything like that once I'm out of college. That's awesome, man. Well, that is uh, so cool hearing from a, a young guy out there who's doing amazing things, crushing the crushing the landscape business owner game, crushing the game of entrepreneurship. And it's uh, inspiring to see. And I know a lot of guys will learn from you in this conversation that we had to have today. Where can everybody find you if they want to connect with you uh, on social media? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at C&I Services LLC, and I'm on YouTube, C&I Services LLC as well. Uh, more active on Instagram is where we do a lot of, I do a lot of reels um, with our content from whatever we're doing that day, and I do a lot of stories, but we're also on YouTube as well. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for your time today and giving back to the community and uh, recording a show with us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the show today. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a big five-star rating review. Uh, send, send Christian a message to say thanks for coming on and uh, dropping some value today. I hope you all have a beautiful day wherever you're at, wherever you're listening. Go out there and crush it. Thanks for supporting us so we can continue to grow the community one relationship at a time. And without any further ado, that's going to wrap this one up. And we look forward to catching up with everybody here on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Podcast. It is an honor to have you listening, and we hope you receive valuable advice to help take your business to the next level. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops.